Previously on Tired Masterminds. It always confused me that he said ivory. Yeah, name drop on a specific it'd, brand. It'd be crimson. <gasps> no, he means the dish soap. He's needed to clean blood off. Well, that's stupid. Yeah, all right. It's pretty damn stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Most things in LAR. LAR? LAX. Cali? Whoa. It's the future, baby. <laughs> Back to 1993. Back to 93. You know what's funny about that is, uh, you know how season four of Seinfeld started? Uh, California, eh? Wow. What a quinky dink. <laughs> yeah. Smog Strangler and uh, Early were out at the same time. Yeah. This episode was actually uh, the only episode filmed in front of a live studio audience. That was fun. Yeah. You might see a hand creeping into frame sooner yeah. or later. That's how we treat our future guests. <laughs> one one appendage at a time. Yeah. They'll make it into Phyllis's hot seat. <laughs> yeah. She was a few fingers short anyway. Yeah, just one thing I want to say about this. Like, I'm sure you don't have much to say on the episode itself, but um, got like uh, got a little bit of a perfect storm here as far as uh, things I forgot about and uh, ill preparation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel like I hadn't spoken with that much uncertainty at times since Romeo is bleeding. <laughs> Yeah, um, <clears throat> it was a lot of scene for scene, which, you know, is all well and good, but we try to, you know, really dissect it a bit more. But yeah. going back, I remember it being so daunting, yeah. being like, oh, California. But <laughs> going back to it, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. Uh, the The thing that got me was that I tried to, like, put a voice to every character. I kept doing, <laughs> like, impersonations of everyone. <laughs> Which uh, I'm sure you guys don't enjoy that much. Mean boy. Mean dog. <laughs> Dirty dog. <laughs> yeah. I only counted a couple of holy moly's in this one. But I was even doing like uh, Juliet Lewis's character. Yeah. I'm like, you should have been drinking anyway. <laughs> Anyways, you'll see it. I don't, I don't got to do it again. Yeah. Well, same way I feel about those holy moly's as early does on breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do hold this movie uh, close to my heart, but uh, you did ask me how many states I would give this movie, and I said 48. Whoa. And I might have to take that back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those movies that maybe experience, like I had a lot of good experiences watching the movie, and I still enjoy it. Yeah. But uh, I don't remember it being so slow pace i remember it had a little ramped up a little bit oh but uh yeah so that 93 pacing i think uh you know if i gave it 48 states most of them must have been trump states for sure <laughs> how many states did i give it you didn't i didn't give it no states you void <laughs> i avoided it <laughs> avoided <laughs> this is the first time we played dress up yeah tried to you know look the part you looked very early yeah and 
I don't know what I was. Yeah. I felt like I had a Cliff Booth shirt on, but <laughs> it was more like a morning mist. Morning mist, yeah. Uh, just to show off the many moves, <laughs> the many sides yeah. of the misfit. <laughs> Golden boy and baby blue. Holy shit. Not to talk about myself too much, but speaking of golden boy, definitely looks like I had a butter shave incident happen. <laughs> I'm so sorry to be lo looking so tanned in an episode that we're putting out in such cold weather. Yeah, that's nice though. Yeah. Nice in California. Yeah, exactly. Bronzed. <laughs> Bronze statute. <laughs> yeah. Yellow Jackets coming back March 24th. Oh, I'm so excited. Did we touch on that? We must have. Juliet Lewis. Yeah, I think we must have talked about it uh, in Rome. Romeo is Bleeding. Because yeah. I know we touched on it. But I'm actually really excited for that. Oh, also, you were talking about uh, we had some trouble with coming up with Damian Lewis at one point. Yeah. Talking about uh, some of the movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, you're talking about add an old dream catcher there. Oh, is this for the collection? <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Duddits. Love you, buddy. <laughs> Should have done this in the future episode. <laughs> Got to put that in alphabetical order later. <laughs> yeah, just trying to fuck everything yeah. up. Let's see what that's going to be between. Yeah. It's going between... Double Dragon and Drive, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Double Dragon and Drive. Nice. And Black Phone. Borrowed that from uh, my government-funded pathetic friend, the library. <laughs> I'm going to check that soon. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where we come as far as that goes. Yeah. Did you watch this episode closely before we edited? California? Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't say that, no. Because I'm not sure. And correct me if I'm wrong. Uncertainty is but the... But do I see a belly button? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't look at the picture at all? What picture? The video. No? Don't worry. Oh, oh, I got a button. We all got them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wore the, the belly button shirt. Yeah. My early shirt. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, I don't want to tell you about what this episode is, so let's tell you what it's not about. Tear off those guitar lessons and explode their wallets all over this thing. Okay. okay. This episode is not about uh, Kramer and Newman trying to make money off of bottles. No, not about... Not about uh, uh, stolen car with JFK's clubs. Yeah. This is not about Kramer's travel to California with a C. <laughs> this episode's about Brian and Early's travel to California. Yeah, and, and also... Their female companions. Adele and Carrie. Juliette Lewis and... Michelle Forbes. <laughs> oh! 
<laughs> and uh, excellent. Early is played by uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Who was? Would you say who was, we're both playing today? Aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got the Cliff Booth shirt on. Yeah. You got the early swag. Um, mm-hmm. Confederate hat and all. <laughs> um. So Brad Pitt was probably like in his prime at this time, or at least was on a good trajectory. Oh, you know it. Uh, and the same year, David Duchovny came out uh, with X Files. Yeah. So he was uh, popping off yeah. everywhere, almost as much as when he was in uh, Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah, which he reprises a little bit later on, and. Yeah. And Juliette Lewis was happening. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Forbes. The, uh, what else has she been in? You have me at a loss. Let's see if we can drag something up pretty quick. Yeah. By the way, this episode uh, was filmed in front of a uh, live studio audience. Yeah, yeah we talked about... It doesn't about... even come up on the uh, top cast. Right away. Michelle Forbes. She was there the whole time. Sounds like she's getting the shaft all around. Right off the bat. Yeah. He's, Early. He's kind of has no. some Cliff Booth vibes. Yeah. Um, but a little more. But, uh, you know, more like the, the, uh, the novel, maybe. Where uh, you enjoyed that? The novel? Yeah. Are you Once kidding me? Time. Yeah. You know, I found it was actually a little divisive. A lot of people didn't want to read it. They just thought it was going to be a rehash. Yeah. Um, but it was like all new material and really dug into the lore. You know, some people don't need all of that and they voice their opinions. But And some people bought it because they love Quentin, but some don't intend to read it yeah it was it's the first time i've ever experienced watching something first and then reading and already having a visual for all these characters and then you know the scenes would continue on or be like what happened right before this scene or foreshadowing for all these scenes and it was it was amazing to read i know it was easy for him to act it yeah like you got to really see it yeah you know for free like Brad Pitt, no problem, yeah. you know. And I think that, uh, you know, because I guess uh, Quentin had like a 500-page script. Mm-hmm. And I, but I think he originally started writing it as a novel. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool, like the, some of the chapters are just straight Western. Yeah. Where like then there's the fourth wall break when you're t- talking to like the actors and the makeup and the directors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was a bit of a slow burn at the end. You yeah, know, like, there was a whole period you were waiting for yeah. the whole book. Yeah. You know, like you had a little bit of a foresight that there was going to be this chapter, and then you can wait the whole book for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that I think it's part of that hype that really got you down with it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of name dropping, a lot of, you know, this director, 
he filmed this, he filmed that, he was married to this person, mm-hmm. he didn't like this person. Yeah. And then this person did this movie, this movie, this movie. Yeah. And, like, it was cool that all this is real. Like, even the Western mm-hmm. was real, but, you know, that's not what I wanted. I'd rather it end with something like, uh, like how he gets the dog. Mm-hmm. But that's what he really wants to do. Like, he likes to... You know, he started he's, in the video store. He's just a fan. Yeah, yeah, he's a fan. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he's a fan of this film. Yeah. And you finished this book on the way to California as well. I did. Holy I had a shit. trip to California with a C. Yeah. And I actually finished the book right when I was coming in over the uh, desert. Oh, man. Yeah, it was cool. But, yeah, you know, the reference part of it, having, like, the stuff listed, um, I mean, is good. You know, it is a deep dive into Quentin's just history in general of being the fan of movies. Yeah. I, I don't mind it. I can appreciate it. I mean, sometimes in autobiographies and stuff, you know, people do a similar thing, like a and the Beastie Boys, like, their book is filled with all kinds of, like, references, the things you should hear. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not as offended by that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Pretty yeah. forgiving. He's showing up. He's just... Oh, yeah, yeah a, a little fan. bit of a flex. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he's a fan and showing his vast knowledge. I mean, just like Lars von Trier, you know, like, people are like, yeah, it's a little too pretentious to do this kind mm. of thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I fall into pretty neutral territory, but I, I appreciate it, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, me too. Uh, so right off the bat, in California with a K. Shout out to Mike. Um, so right off the bat, you see him throw a huge boulder down and uh, onto the windshield of a car and the couple crashes and dies so you already know that this guy's a lunatic yeah a little bit of a good son vibe but then he uh shows up in the the diner the dirty diner and uh you meet adele played by juliette lewis and he asks for a bowl of chili make it a hot one yeah like the you know that they have this kind of redneck accent Mm mm-hmm like uh you'd think that they'd be southern yeah but they live oh he's a confederate yeah but but he lives in the same place as uh or enjoys the confederacy brian and carrie do obviously unless they're already on the run when they come across the posting but there's two stories going on because it cuts to um brian who I think already did like a little narration because he wrote this article. Yeah. But the article got bad reviews because he's so ignorant to anything he wants to write about. And what <laughs> he wants to write about his infamous murders across the country. Yeah. He's getting the shaft on all of that. Yeah. And he has Michelle Forbes, his girlfriend, who's a risque photographer, lots of sex and smoking and nudie bits. Boudoir. So they uh, devised this plan of going to California. And he's going to uh, go to all these different locations of where these murders happen. She's going to take the pictures. And uh, they're going to make it, you know, it's the all-American dream. 
Yeah, all they need is someone to share gas, yeah. and they'll be on their way. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Juliette Lewis isn't paying up her rent. Or, like, it, I just assume that it's her uh, trailer. But I guess they lived there together. Well, he, he's clearly a freeloader. Yeah. And, uh... She's working hard. But he's digging this massive hole. Yeah. And you get a little Looks sexy, like a pastime. Sexy moonlight, uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah. So, like... So... Making people, you know, the women audience probably think, you know, they feel kind of weird about, uh liking this guy i think there was a thing the where he's going yeah where he was shirtless in like every movie yeah. for a long time oh yeah there was I, yeah. you know i'm not crazy right there was no. like Dude, i don't know man. if it was in his contract but it was like expected yeah, of him. exactly it's brad pitt yeah and this is one of the more well-lit ones yeah you know yeah. if you're not into it you know it's dark yeah <laughs> <laughs> And if you are, you know, it's lit. Yeah. <laughs> and he's digging this hole. Yeah. And, you know, it's going back and forth between them. You meet his parole officer, which is this mm -hmm. guy who's always smoking but always coughing, and he has a yeah. hook. And it's just, like, these really interesting characters that, um, like, really played well. If you show a hook, you got to use it. Chekhov's hook. But they're not paying the rent. Oh, yeah. And getting the landlord, kicked out either way. The landlord's getting pissed off. And even Brad Pitt, at one point, is like chasing him around with his car. Yeah. Some intimidation going on, yeah. you know. But then uh, Brad Pitt, sweat stains and all, comes across this posting that you see Brian put out. That uh, wants to share gas to, for a trip to California. Yeah. Spelt with a K. And uh, some girl kind of gives him a, a bad look and he calls her a stanky bitch. <laughs> and he comes up and he, and he, he sees the um, posting and he kind of feels like, uh, you know, God sent him this. He has this weird thing with the doors. Yeah. When he sees a light through a door, he just has to walk through. Yeah. Did it have 111 in the phone number? <laughs> 555. Um, so, uh, they have, then they have the scene where, uh, David Duchovny and his counterpart are driving up to pick them up. And, uh, you know, Carrie McCary saying, oh, these people look weird. And then Julia Lewis No, saying, you look weird. Both yeah. the girls are uh, judging both uh, pairs. Yeah, look at these yuppies. And the guys are saying, no, no, no. They're the ones that kind of want this to keep going. They, <laughs> they're kind of blinded by the opportunity. Yeah. But you find out that uh, Early's not supposed to leave town. What? Early's not supposed to leave town, and not only that, but the landlord, his body's found. Actually, the, the trailer's burnt down. Oh, was this premeditated somehow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just uh, perfect timing, I guess. Yeah. I like and, when a whole thing comes together. 
but the the hole looks the exact same. So there's no way that he filled it all in and they dug it back up. So he really just put a little layer of dirt over the <laughs> the body of the uh, landlord there, and then fled the state. Yeah, burnt. Yeah. Destroyed some evidence yeah. along the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep them off his tracks for a little while. Yeah. As Siskel, I think, said, like, uh, a good vehicle for a motion picture is a road movie. <laughs> Some, something along those lines. Yeah. So they're on their way. The four ones. And uh, they set up shop at a motel. And, you know, already uh, early. Yeah. You know, he's he's fascinated with Carrie. I think he walks in on her while she's having a shower. Or she's getting changed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Seinfeld reference. Mm-hmm. She wasn't in the pool, though. Yeah. I was wondering where Larry David got a lot of this stuff. Yeah. It's all from California. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. Um, That's why Seinfeld moved there. Yeah. And filmed New York and California. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, Kramer was uh, framed as the sm the smuggler, or no, the, uh, what did they call him? The strangler. Yeah. The, the smog strangler. The smogs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's two Seinfeld references. Yeah. So, he's, you know, not only is Carrie already kind of off-put by these hillbillies. Yeah. They keep invading their space. Yeah. And or one in particular. Yeah, he's not making him look any better in her eyes. And then they, uh come to breakfast the next day and Adele's hair's cut yeah to look more like Carrie yeah down and, to like and they're very blunt about he cut my hair to look more like you and you can tell she doesn't like it so that's kind of yeah. uh red flag number 1 about mm -hmm. uh the amount of muscle this guy's got manipulative yeah. or abusive maybe yeah uh, very forceful, controlling. Yeah, gaslighting probably. Yeah, yeah, very evident by this point that Adele is not the uh, not the uh, smelliest crayon in the box. She's long for the ride. Yeah. But, yeah, you know. Yeah. She's maybe little, not full faculties. Yeah. And, the, <laughs> and at this point, so they're sitting at the breakfast table. And you find out Brad Pitt doesn't believe in eating breakfast. Yeah, he refers to it as the nothing yeah. table. And as uh, Julius no. says, you know, my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian. And I'm sorry, Jules, not Julius. Yeah. So she can't eat breakfast. So like red flag number two right off the bat. Mm -hmm. She seems like she wants it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. He takes off his boot right at the table. Got yeah. the Troy Miller toe hanging out. Mm-hmm. We all know the Troy Miller toe. Yeah, yeah. There's only one Troy Miller in my heart. Yeah. And again, Carrie is just not liking this guy. She's staring at the toe and staring at him, and he's kind of giving her a look. And uh, 
they head out and already he's saying, yeah, I'll get the next one. <laughs> yeah. Kind of showing that these guys don't have any money. Yeah. And the oh. whole thing is that they're supposed to yeah. share on the bag. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, you know, I don't know if he actually pays for a whole lot, but I think he does accumulate a little bit of money through some mm-hmm. shady circumstances, yeah. you know, as the story progresses. Yeah. Brian there is already a little inquisitive because of, you know, in nature, because of what's he, what he's doing. He wants to be a journalist and stuff like that. So he really takes on to early because he's so interested about him, mm. you know, interested about his views. And I think even yeah. some of the narrations is yeah. like him kind of... You're different than talking me. Talking about his views, yeah. Yeah. Talking about his views on early as he's learning more about him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think in the narration... It's kind of uh, after the fact because it's kind of talking about that he's a he's a murderer mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but it's all still pretty light at this point. Yeah. You know, things haven't hit a fever pitch yeah. or a boiling point or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, but you get the format. Now mm-hmm. you see where it's going. Mm-hmm. That this is gonna be this masterpiece of work that he could only have by the end of this film yeah so it's almost like you know that david duchovny is not going to die because he's talking about it as if this is something that he's wrote right Mm um brian and early start getting kind of chummy mm-hmm you know, yeah, they they're out there. They call for a boys' night, right. and the girls are gonna stay back. <laughs> and uh, this is when you know, and it's good because now we're back to the uh, the you know two stories happening at once, looking at the parallels. But it's uh, now the two guys going off, and then it's the two girls, mm-hmm. and it's all you know getting to know these people one on one. So they go to the bar. This is the fun in games. Yeah. So who do you want to talk about first? Who, team boy or team girl? Boy. We're okay. at the bar. Okay, team boy. They're at the bar. They're having a couple lucky loggers. <laughs> yeah. Or, no, they bring, she brings it over. And uh, the waitress is really liking Bri, right? <laughs> oh, well. And, uh, yeah. He, you know, one he, or two studs at the table. He feels complimented enough to give her a nice smile. Mm-hmm. But this fucking biker boy isn't feeling it too much. So he comes over and calls him a cum drunk fairy. <laughs> and telling him not to look at the waitress. Yeah. And then... Uh, Eyes on the menu guy. Yeah, early there. Says, drinks the beer... This ain't no lucky lager. <laughs> and then smashes it over his head and uh, goes medieval on his ass. Yeah. You know, after a bar fight, you guys are boys. After he saved his neck. So they walk out, and it's almost like a fight club. How they walk out drinking together yeah, and stuff like that, which is funny. Brad Pitt reference. <laughs> uh, also, see him shirtless in fight club. <laughs> and he's taking a piss. And this is, like, uh, really cool cinematography, too, in this scene. Because it's the light, and you see he's taking a piss, and he's, he's whipping his dick over, trying to, like, throw a little piss, at, piss that way. And then, remember, he goes up to him, 
and I forget what he's saying, but he's getting in his face, and the backlight completely distorts Brad Pitt's uh, profile, makes him all pug-nosed and like looks really weird, and it's like almost you see the animal inside this character. Yeah. Which like was something that I always picked up every time I watched this movie, just how weird he looks in this. Yeah. And I really dug it. Yeah. And that's probably like a happy accident. I don't think they're like, we're going to deform his face by putting this light behind him and stuff like that. It was just like, you know, a cool look for the cinematography. And then they just got that beautiful shot. Yeah, it is interesting. Is that where he, like, it's still in the fun and games kind of this part, right? But that's just like a hint of it. Yeah. You know? Because it's the, the closest both of these characters get. Because then... You have, on the flip side, Team Girl, where uh, Carrie uh, first says that she'll fix her hair for Mm-hmm. So she gives her a better haircut. Yeah. Uh, and then I think they're kind of doing the makeup and stuff like that. Yeah. Early done. Believe and, in this. Yeah. And she... Oh, yeah, because Adele's drinking. And, like... Oh, he don't let me drink. If he caught me, he'd slap my face. Or, like, yeah. something like that. I for, no. Carrie says that she did something. I can't remember. Or the pictures of her naked. Mm. Starts looking through her pictures. Mm. And, uh... uh Early would leave me black and blue. And like, you shouldn't let him hit you, you know? Because she's, like, feminist. Uh... Kind of reminds me of the wife in uh, Romeo's Bleeding, actually. Oh, yeah. You know, similar, like... Yeah. Uh, brooding. She, she's tough, strong. Strong woman. Yeah. Which, like, you know, you don't have a lot of strong women in movies. No. No, and that other one get fucked over in Romeo's Bleeding. Yeah. You know, even yeah. though she was strong, like, they could have made her weak. Yeah. But they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. They start getting into it about uh, early. Oh, and Adele is just blabbermouthing about his charge with the gun and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And then uh, she doesn't like what Carrie's saying, so she yeah, does yeah. full other sister <laughs> and uh, starts turning up the music loud and going. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> Remind me a lot. Like she was. A couple degrees away from other sister mm-hmm. in this movie, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely sheltered. Yeah. You know, could have been, like, you know, any number of things. Yeah. Fetal alcohol, you know, who knows what really inspired. <laughs> I shouldn't have been fucking drinking anyways. Mm-hmm. And she turns out. So it's like, it seems like, you know, once again flashback to when they're getting picked up both the girls don't know how they feel about this both the guys are really into it for two different reasons and now they're getting really close and even though the girls at the end of the scene separate you know there's some understanding there so in a sense they came closer together Mm -hmm. you know carrie is not so judgmental against adele she's kind of more understanding yeah then she's just like, well, we're going around with criminals, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, did you know he had a, he yeah. had, he you had know, a gun and all this kind of yeah. stuff? Yeah, and he's not allowed to have a gun. Yeah. And he and did. And then there's that scene where he's sleeping and you can see the gun. And oh, she's yeah. Like, look at the know. bag. Look at the bag. 
So they're at a gas station and it's his turn to pay up. And it's, you know, you haven't seen, like, you, you never, you saw him drop the car, uh, the rock on the car. You didn't see him do anything to the landlord, but it's implied. Obviously, it was him that did it. But now we want to see a little early. Yeah. Yeah. Paying so, his dues. Yeah. So he goes into the bathroom where, interesting side character number two, this guy's at a urinal pissing out of a bag in his ankle. Sit, and uh, Early's beside him. And he pulls out this little blade and starts poking him up. Like, multiple times. Like, it's a fucking mess in there. And it's like, you know, I had to think about this when I was writing. That if something happens, the character's gonna have blood on them. Yeah. You know, you can, you can clean it off your hands, you can clean it off your face, but, you know, you're wearing the same clothes. You can't just get a stain out. Like, yeah. I'm sure you don't have time to go. I know. Early like, don't have no tide to go. I know. But he goes out, no one knows the difference. He has the money, he pays, they head out. Still none the wiser. Yeah, no, he's on a roll. And then I think that's when she might see the gun. He's on a mission from God, just like the uh, Blues Brothers. He thinks he's got a real insight onto the old Black Dahlia murder from the 40s, mm. 20s? Mm. I don't know. I don't know right offhand, but old Hollywood, yeah. you know. And so in the early 90s, <laughs> I guess, when this takes place, yeah. it would have been like 70s or yeah. something. I don't know, but... Still around, yeah. in Early's opinion, you know, <laughs> he thinks uh, that Early kind thinks of longevity around. is certainly no problem. For the Black Dahlia. No. No doubt. Because he knows, like, if he's anything like me, he's going to get away with this shit forever. And, you know, that kind of shows uh, already that, I don't know, it doesn't, actually. But it shows that... Uh, Early does have a perspective on killers. You know, I think by this point he's already asked, like, why are you doing this, Brian? Like, why do you, what's, why do you care about Oh, yeah, like, so what's much? your infatuation yeah, with this? Prying, because yeah. they do go to a house. David Duchovny wants to take some pictures, and he's trying to go in the house, and, then, and a little girl's there. She gets the dad. David Coveney asked if they can step into the house to see a certain room where the murder took place. And Early's in the back stealing a purse out of the window. And that's how he gets money. That's right. It starts petty. Yeah. And also, because we're backtracking, that I have a note of uh, the hangover cure sauerkraut juice and Tabasco juice sauce. And the last ingredient is an egg to eat breakfast and get rid of this hangover. Must be a quote from the movie. Yeah. So that would have happened. That would be the scene after. That can't be Early's because he doesn't do breakfast. But yeah. That could be even something that you made up with. Uh, so. Um, this is kind of around the time. And I think it's because they call him out for having the gun. And it's at a certain time where Brad Pitt's asking, what's your, what's your interest with all this stuff? Mm -hmm. So they pull over, and he lets David Duchovny shoot it. Oh, yeah. And he likes it a little yeah. bit. And he says, 
You're squeezing it. You gotta hold it soft like your pecker. <laughs> I think this is the first time he calls him a mean dog. Mean dog. Do they see each other as friends? Because David Duchovny sees um, sees them as like objects. You know what I mean? Even though he's getting buddy buddy with them, he still sees them from like a outside. He's looking down on them. Yeah, looking down on them mm-hmm. outside the window. Living laterally, looking down. Yeah, but. But like there's early bit, showing some of his intellect little with this there. like uh, exactly like the soft like the pecker yeah you know like there's more to that yeah you know what I mean like yeah. he knows how to be gentle yeah but you know he fights that and does the opposite yeah you know for everything else but yeah. he knows like how to throttle it yeah, to do exactly. something like that yeah. and like proper technique yeah. and you know that you know he's meticulous with yes. certain yeah, things yeah, yeah yeah he's not a you know he's almost a sociopath like mm-hmm. he, he knows what he's doing he's mm-hmm. a he's a uh what would they call it in um mind hunter the fbi would classify it as a spree killer. organized Organized psychopath, organized or, organized serial killer. Yeah, it's like a. I don't know. Did Mindhunter get far enough to coin serial killer? I thought so. Because that was like the whole point that uh, Douglas yeah. Murray. Yeah, they try to call him. Yeah, serial killers. Because then they're saying like, you know, one serial killer planned this for. 30 days mm-hmm. and then finally did it where one guy was just like just broke mm-hmm. and did it yeah you know I don't know where I'd put him on the spectrum of serial killer but like you said like he's not uh, He he's with it yeah in a sense yeah he's sharp yeah he's sharp um so you know I think David Duchovny is really getting a rush off all this. Oh, no, that's where I was going. So, yeah, he sees him as an object still. Mm-hmm. But around this time... A sharp toy. He's calling him Bri. You know what I mean? And yeah. when you start, like, breaking down someone's name, like, you're mm-hmm. really buddy-buddy with him. He, yeah. He probably... It's probably his only friend. Mm-hmm. And when you haven't had a friend in your whole life, it's probably pretty easy to like a guy. Mm-hmm. So, they're, you know, and... David Duchovny's just getting a rush off this whole thing. Uh, I think uh, Adele says, uh, boys will be boys. Yeah. <laughs> and he, is that when she has the yo-yo? She gets a yo-yo at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's probably more to that as well, wouldn't mm. there be? Is it you mean dog or mean boy? Mm, no, it's definitely dog. You wouldn't say mean boy. Mean boy. I think I've been quoting it wrong the whole time. I have mean boy in notes. Doesn't he say dog? I think he calls him a dirty dog. You dirty point. dog. Um, He's got a lot of those uh, little sayings in the whole thing. Yeah. A lot of little quotables, I guess. Yeah. You know, also, you know, uh, 
Carrie has like a sophisticated camera, but it's kind of how uh, Early wants to replicate what uh, Brian and Carrie have. So he actually gets maybe he got out of the yo-yo too, but he got Adele, oh, a disposable a disposable camera. Yeah, that's right. And shows how ahead of the time this movie was. He actually takes a selfie with it. That's right. Holy moly. Like, certainly not the first instance of a selfie, but... I don't know. 93, yeah. baby. Yeah. And also, there's a scene where uh, Juliet Lewis and Brad Pitt are getting it on in the car. Oh, yeah. Nowhere else to do it. And it's, you know, it's what you would think of. A little Randy session in a car would be like. Yeah. And then Carrie comes out. Oh, yeah. Tries to get a couple pictures of it. And Brad Pitt sees, and he flips Adele around, so all he can see is the haircut. And he stares at Carrie <clears throat> with a evil grin. And it starts going to town, and you can hear Juliet Lewis saying, Oh! Stop! No! Not so hard! Not so hard! And like, yeah, you really see the uh, the maniac coming yeah. up. Oh yeah. She's like 100% in his thoughts. Yeah. He does, unfortunately, uh, take advantage of Michelle Forbes later on in the film. Uh-oh. Dang. Didn't end up uh, unscathed. So then... They come to the gas station. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's where I figured the fun and games just about end. Shit really starts getting hot. This is actually in like the... The depths. What is that called in the... uh, Save the cat. The farthest in the depths that they go? It's like all is lost. That's what it is. So this is kind of like the all is lost portion because he he ends up taking the uh gas yeah. gas station attendant down and he's telling everyone to get on the ground and there's they're taking the money and he's saying that he's not going to kill him but then he ends up killing them in front of carrie and adele and uh really taking like now he's taking control now it's really like I don't know, what do you remember about that scene? Basically, he starts showing like that he's not afraid to do this stuff in front of them. And then things have been cozy long enough where now you're going to start seeing me and, you know, we're going to start doing things my way. Because they go into the store, they're in the store, Mm -hmm. and then the news comes up. That they're looking for early. Yeah. And then Carrie sees that. I guess, yeah, there's that jig is up kind yeah. of mentality as yeah. well. So So then he knows that he's, you know, you're backing him into a corner now. So mm-hmm. he, gra- he gets the shotgun that's behind the counter mm-hmm. from the guy and puts him down. And then literally puts him down. Yep. And this is the first point where... Yeah, they're not driving together. This is always kind of like, uh, you know, Brian and 
uh, Carrie there seemed to have like a level of control over the journey the whole time. Mm-hmm. But it's all in Early's hands now. Yeah, they're no longer in the driver's seat. No. Metaphorically speaking. Yeah. But they literally are, though, right? They're still driving it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so then... You know, there's a... D- does David Duchovny get hit with something and knocked out? Is Like, so the mission... Um, Forbes yeah. can be, and we kill, and he kills Adele too. Is is that at that point? Is that there's there's more lead up to it here though, right? I don't know. I think we just got it kind of out of order. Mm. But you know, I think we hit all the all the points. Um, Brian gets knocked out. They're at a house now. And uh, he finds Carrie, who has just been raped by Early. Mm-hmm. Um, when things get really blue. Yeah. You know, like personally blue. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like objective until it starts happening to the characters yeah. we're invested in. Yeah, exactly. After the movie spent the whole thing throwing all these throwaway characters with these like you know memorable in their own way yeah like the hooks and everything like that but not like this yeah never like this yeah yeah that's true and uh uh But I feel like that's after. A lot happened in this film. And I didn't like really take into consideration how much really did happen in this film. Because the cops come. The cops are after them. Yeah. And the cops find them at a house. And Early comes around. And on the run... He's running around the house, and he kills off every cop. Just bang, bang, bang. Yeah. He, the, like, no aim or anything. Just I know. Just like a fucking savage. And you know what? Like, up until, like, some of those sort of points, mm. like, you start to, like, feel like it's a bit of a low-budget movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's, like, some of those things that really push it into, like, that, you know, really cinematic category. Yeah, exactly. And when he comes to, Carrie's been taken advantage of. Juliet Lewis starts slapping him and saying that he can't do this to people. Yeah. And he ends up killing her. Like, I'll tell you I love you a million times. But, you know, the second you turn your back on me. Scorpion and the frog. Hmm. I'm sorry, it's in my nature. Yeah, scorpion gonna sting. And, you know, now... Hits him in the face with a cactus? Is that what you mentioned? No, that happens to... uh... No, she hits him in the face and then... Oh, yeah, she hits him in the face with a cactus. And then, yeah, because he's got the prickles in his face. And he kills her. 
and at this, you know, <coughs> Brian's now like ready to go toe to toe with him. Mm-hmm. He smashes him in the face with something and completely breaks his nose. And like this is, you know, where like you said, the budget's going into like the face, the how messed up uh, they made Early's face look. Because mm-hmm. his, his nose was completely pushed in. And there was another thing that I'm not sure that we covered. But um, after um, they go to uh, like that gas station or whatever. And then like that mine camp. And then they kill an elderly couple in the desert. Early beats the man to death, but Adele allows the woman to flee. Like, do you even remember that part? No. Fuck. Do you? No, (laughs) but, you know. It's one of these movies. Yeah, it's funny. Like, you really, it's hard to ingest everything Mm -hmm. that's in it because it's at, like, a slow pace. But a lot happens. And it's kind of funny. It's round circle to how we were talking to, mm-hmm. uh, how we were talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's novel. Yeah. Because it is, you know, it's a slow burn. But, uh, you know. And so, like. There's a lot, there's a lot jam packed <laughs> in this. Yeah, well, they do find some interesting places to go. You know, it's not just diners and stuff. Like, when all this starts happening, they end up in the nuclear testing site. Phyllis is used, actually, as a weapon Mm -hmm. in this film. And then uh, we talked about a lot of mirror tricks Mm -hmm. in our last episode. Yeah. But the mirror trick in this was uh, on another level because... uh, (laughs) He was talking about uh, how he saw this door with a light. And, you know, you got to walk through that door. <laughs> and uh, so he sees the light and he's, his nose is pushed in and he's all bloody. And, he, you know, he's walking through the door. And uh, they get him out there. And that's when Brian shoots him and puts him down. Yeah. Like a mean dog. Yeah. Well, you saw the foreshadowing of that face earlier. And he's actually telling him, shoot the dog. Yeah. Shoot the dog. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Mean boy. Shoot the dog. Shoot the dog. (laughs) And he finally shoots him. Yeah. You put put all those earlier skills to test. Yeah. And he even has a couple lines about, like, you wanted to know Mm -hmm. what it's like. Yeah, of course. That grim appeal. Does he make... Does he make... Him kill someone? He tries to, I think. But I don't think that he does. It plays out in uh, Brian's favor mm-hmm. in the end. Yeah. Because because of this experience, his, uh, yeah, his journalism, his novel that he comes out with yeah. is something that never would have happened if he didn't run into early and all this stuff happened yeah no great success shows him very successful has that classic like stand by me and i think even at the end of like uh daredevil with ben affleck like it ends with 
you know, this guy typing on a typing on a computer or going through his well uh, voice recordings. Well, his wife also yeah. gets an art show. Yeah. And so like they go out to celebrate or something. Yeah. And then there's some kind of hint that Juliet Lewis is doing okay at the end as well. But I forget how they put it. Like it's on like a maybe like uh, the tapes or whatever like are still going or something like the narration that you're hearing mm. no I don't I think she's dead I mean there is like a part where uh, but doesn't she say like she's gonna be okay in the recordings yeah, or something just, like that just it's one of, no 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 what it is is it's uh he finds a recording of her. She found the tape recorder and she recorded something about how oh. her and early like like you guys so much. And it's kinda like this cute you know one of one of the only innocent memories they would have of this whole experience. Oh. You know, and it kinda shows you know, oh, like, a call back to some of the fun that they had. Yeah. And just like that, uh, you know, Adele was definitely just as much of a, of a victim as they were. Mm-hmm. So they have, you know, they can't think back anything ill on her. She was just along for the ride as much mm-hmm. as they were. Innocent. Yeah. As much as she can be. Yeah. And I think <laughs> they... You know, it was probably a writing choice or directing choice to have that at the end just to kind of sink that in. Mm-hmm. That it's not like uh, these aren't Bonnie and Clyde. How close did she do this to Natural Born Killers? I thought there's a lot, or, a lot more distance between the characters. But they were actually done in the same year. Holy moly. So, like you said, it was... A big year for uh, Juliet Lewis. Yeah. She, uh, I don't know, sorry. 1991, she was in Cape Fear. 93, California and Romeo is bleeding in the same year. Plus, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And then she did Natural Born Killers. Wow. And then Basketball Diaries. Yeah, and even... uh... From Dust Till Dawn. Then the other sister. You know, she uh, has had a big career. You can't knock her for her work. Even, like, most recently, she's been on that Yellow Jacket show, which I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. Yeah, no, her character's great on that. Just yeah. a rough around the edges kind yeah. of uh, uh, Sarah um, Connors <laughs> character. Yeah, a little bit, just like, <laughs> you know, always got the shitty end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Got like a, a jeep prepared with supplies yeah. for survival. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting that she did this in Natural Born Killers and like very, you know, both road trippy, mm-hmm. you know, much more of an accomplice in that. Yeah. But We actually could have quite comfortably put Natural Born Killers up here. Um, I don't know if he ever uh, pulled that one out of the stacks before or not. I'm not sure. 
but on the stacks today, we uh, tried to go with the theme of vehiculars. Yeah. Uh, we had to go with All Eyes on Me just for the way that Tupac went out. Yeah. In the vehicle in Las- on the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah. Uh, it was both. very much like in the news. It felt like similar to Princess Die, like the yeah. s- the circulation and the like, not knowing what happened, but it's on all the time, and yeah. like the the slowest strip of information just to like you know really get nothing out of it. Yeah. Uh, bullet. Yeah. Which is funny because. Uh, this is referenced in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, Steve McQueen. Yeah, and Steve McQueen plays a huge part in the novel. Mm-hmm. He is in the movie, but just briefly. He's at one of the parties or yeah. something, you know. Yeah. And he's played by, um, I forget the gentleman's name, but he was in Band of Brothers. He was in this fun show called uh, Life, I think it was, where it's... He was in jail for like 10 years, but during that 10 years is all the technology came up. So he's like, uh, someone, he's got like a flip phone. Someone's like, take a picture. He's like, this is a phone. <laughs> and it's just him. And he's like, a, I think he's a cop that got set up and went into jail. So he's like, came back and now he's becoming a cop again. But he just has to you know adapt to the whole new world because it's like he during the technology (laughs) i am so much further away from knowing who this guy is and (laughs) like i can't remember this show at all life nothing none of it but the show does sound vaguely familiar but i can't place any of it damian lewis Oh, right, right, right. The guy from um, uh, Homeland and stuff. He's in Dreamcatcher. Yeah. Remember Duddits? Yeah. No, that's a great movie. I could add that to the stacks. Yeah. You Fear know. and Loathing has a very uh, you know, epic driving scene mm-hmm. through that same desert that I flew over. Yeah. Uh, reading Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Goes from California to Nevada and back. Yeah. And uh, this California ends on the state of, or the border pretty well of yeah. California and Nevada. Yeah. Kingpin. Uh, is also Cali, isn't it? Or Nevada, somewhere. Could be. Yeah, I'd say with the. Uh, Kingpin is just like an epic film. That's like. Uh, one of the films that old Mikey used to love watching when I was a kid. I know, it was so up many, there yeah. with, uh, like, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. So he was, fun. like, a more adult yeah, Dumb exactly. and Dumber. Yeah. Loved when he, like, uh, in the past, he walks in, takes the guy's pizza, ding, 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 and then he tries to do it when he's coming back, and it stops, and like, hey, what the fuck you doing? That's my pizza. And, the, like, the speaking of driving scenes, there's the... They're flying out of there. They steal the girl and they steal the guy's money, steal the guy's car, and he's driving. And they're like, you know, check on Dennis Quaid in the back. And he's just... And Randy so, Quaid. Randy Quaid, sorry. Yeah. Um, 
And that was something that if if me and my brother did that as kids, like my dad would just break weak every time. <laughs> Meeting Evil. Yeah. Very independent film, but great actors. Yeah. Samuel Jackson, Luke, Luke Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Uh, driving, you know, a lot of driving in that. They meet up because of uh, Luke Wilson having car trouble. And Samuel L. Jackson picks him up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you got to love Samuel L. Jackson as a villain. Yeah, and so many, like, weird little films around this time, like the other one, The Spirit. Yeah. Um, where he plays, like, the octopus or yeah. something in that. Yeah. I like that, you know, these actors are so successful that they're like, yeah, I'm not going just for the... Uh, big films big budget films mm -hmm. and you know i just like to act he's so, a working man yeah there's obviously something about this script that he just liked and mm -hmm. was like yeah i'd love to be a part of this yeah luke wilson's no slouch no hell no um sin city so this one's really uh full circle and ingrained in this episode because the scene in this of the car. Mm -hmm. Badass scene. Oh, it's fast. Clive Owen. Yeah. Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Uh, the neck slit. He's got a gun stick, a gun barrel sticking out of his head. Um, and very windy. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is like ingrained in our whole podcast series because we talked about this in uh, I Saw the Devil. Because of the when he was uh, stabbing up the taxi driver and oh, stuff, right. doing these uh, real the parallax and, and stuff like that, okay. and uh, that scene in Sin City was directed by Quentin Tarantino. That's right. Yeah, that one scene. Yeah, who did the? Is it Robert, Robert Rodriguez? Yeah, it was yeah. Robert. Yeah, and uh, you know the car was on. The car was spinning. Oh, it on a, it wasn't the camera on spin. a turntable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, there's some beautiful behind-the-scenes footage and like the special features of Sin City about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, Quentin Tarantino once again. Uh, and then our last one, Training Day, which you know a lot of driving in this. Mm -hmm. And you know, as much as it's nice to see Samuel Jackson as a villain, mm -hmm. Denzel as a villain, you do not see very often. Yeah, not too much. Um, shit. Was he a villain in something else uh, around that time? Not Safe sure. House is kind of villain esque. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what a movie. You yeah. know, Ethan Hawke, he's been uh, kind of active recently. Like, he's always had a... No, he was in two movies at once here in just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and he's also in the um, Moon Knight. So he's in the MCU now. No way. Yeah. Did you get through all the all Moon Knight? I never Knight? finished it. No. Because it kind of got uh, hokey. I didn't like the... Uh, it's like third or fourth episode. Yeah. And it's like... The... Did you watch it? No. no. First episode. 
Which Ethan Hawke might have been in the first episode. He was, yeah. 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 Uh, but Black Phone mm-hmm. was interesting. Yeah. You know, they might have had a bit too much going on there, but uh, worth a watch. Yeah. And he was in uh, something I had just seen, too. It was like uh, Northman. Yeah. 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 So he stays active. Yeah, he plays an intense role in Northman. You yeah. know, Robert Eggers, always known for the thing. Yeah. Like, you know, he's right in the beginning. He's like uh, Alexander's dad, Alexander Skarsgård or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what's your uh, most memorable scene in Training Day? Um, the first, like, I just want to immediately, like, I feel like I just fast-forwarded past some of the more iconic stuff, but, mm. like, when they're in the place with, the like, uh, the shotguns and shit, like, in that, um, tight, um, he's, like, just rolling into this house, like, he owns the place, mm. and, like, taking over... And there's like shotguns around. Yeah, and with the dirty cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they he double crosses him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when you first find out yeah. that he's a, uh, you know, he's a villain. Yeah. Um. Yeah, obviously, the scene where he makes him smoke weed, <laughs> but it's actually PCP. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't know you like to get butt naked. <laughs> or, I didn't know you like to get wet. Yeah. You know. Butt naked? Yeah. That's PCP. Yeah. Angel dust. Uh, so that's a car scene. But I'll, but for Hot Pursuit, uh, Snoop Dogg in the wheelchair, trying to get away from him, <laughs> going down the street, yeah. eating the pills. <laughs> and then they finally take him, they finally get him, and they stick a pen down his throat <laughs> so he coughs up the pills. Yeah, an emergency yeah. medical procedure. Yeah. Now what about harsh coyote piss fly? Harsh times is that what it's called? With, uh, uh, was it Christian Bale? Christian Bale. Holy moly! Yeah, that was a wild one. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's got some cars in it. Yeah, it felt like a lot like Training Day. Mm. If the guy could barely get into <laughs> yeah, the that's, police. That's something that I would watch again. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about we end it off with you saying a couple uh, quotes from California? Uh, well, we, uh, early don't believe in breakfast because uh, it's a conspiracy thought up by the cereal company. Yeah. What about no, uh, no pun intended with the cereal company. <laughs> uh, not the serial killer company. What about cold weather makes people stupid? <laughs> you know, his insights are not wrong. Yeah. We live in a pretty cold place. <laughs> yeah, that's why we can't remember all the fucking shit. Yeah, but, you know, that's just a uh, product of some movies. Like, um, I was talking about The Invisible Man earlier and how before the uh, 
Pandemic. That was the last movie I had seen in theaters. And then you must have saw it when it came out on demand or something like that. And you're just telling me about uh, watching it. And there's just like no scenes I could remember. And I had to like actually go back and look through it to remember some of these scenes that jog my memory. And uh, like California, as iconic as it is, and I feel like even having watched it recently, like it's still like, I don't know if I kind of like push it out there, but I'm still like trying to hold on to the nostalgia of what it felt like to watch it as a kid and not take it all in. And you feel like you just, you catch a little bit of the fun in games and then like you got to deal with, oh yeah, she was in Cape Fear, Mm. which is so much like this captive kind of feeling like early seems a little bit older than her, um, Juliette Lewis, Adele. Yeah. And in Cape Fear, you know, like De Niro, like is like going after yeah. Nick Nolte's daughter yeah. or whatever. You know, she's, she's fighting off dirt bags. It seems like left and right back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Um. I I don't remember exactly the yeah, point. Of, you you know, asked me for quotes, and I'm sorry, uh, tangenting. Those are the characters she kind of gravitated towards because mm-hmm. even Natural Born Killers with that. Rodney Dangerfield scene. Oh my god. Like these movies creeped me out. That yeah. that was like the worst part of Natural Born Killers for mm-hmm. me as a kid. Just seeing him in such a creepy light. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And some of my first like movie memories ever. Like these are the things that really st- stuck with me. Yeah. And things like this have stuck with me since for, you know, close to 30 years or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they still, there's a struggle to maintain or to grow that information. You know, I don't want to let go of it, I don't think. Uh, Here's one quote. Uh, How many people have you killed early? Well, no. How many people have you seen me killed, brah? None. That's how many I killed, if you say so. Damn right I do. Shut up. Eat your food. You ain't never killed no one, have you, brat? No. No, ain't seen nobody killed either, have you? No, I haven't. Now tell me something, big time. How big you gonna time. write a book about something you know nothing about? Mm-hmm. And that is kind of the, you know, that's the hidden gem of, like, this whole film. Mm-hmm. Write about what you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's just this weird crazy story of this journalist ex- having to experience firsthand mm-hmm. what he wants to write about yeah and that's how it's kind of wrapped up in yeah there. and there's nothing there you know what i mean like he can dig in all he wants but there's not much depth to what brings it on other than just like pure animal And there was, like, some animal just type of 
like we talked about is like dog like thing but you yeah. know there was human nature yeah. animal nature all, yeah. all that kind of baked in yeah exactly yeah. um yeah because you know it's almost like uh carrying um bry saw them as like unevolved not as evolved as them you could say mm -hmm. but in that sense you know it's kind of true because you know he still had such an animalistic nature to him like mm -hmm. you were saying uh as a tribute to brad pitt's character we meant to do this and leon <laughs> we uh <laughs> we meant to do this uh episode early but it's quite late and there's no reason uh, oh is it quite late why we can't uh, uh, you mean in time or how long it took us to get it out or how many boxes should we check for late i'm a tired mastermind <laughs> well that's all we can ask for yeah, right exactly. you know if we don't live last, up to our namesake don't get me back on the last yeah. night last episode Not the last episode, the last episode. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Well, this is our last night in California. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>